the Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. Oh, and welcome. Here we go again. Right? How are you? All right, buddy. How you been? Good to see you. Good to see you as well. We're social distance. We are. We're safe. But we're here with tons of information. Mm-hmm. It's the Cal U Fantasy Football Insider, Albie Oxenrider, Chris Carter. And I was thinking of you Sunday. I, and I was thinking of you Monday. Right here. Right I got to tell you something. Thing. I get a call uh-huh. a couple weeks ago. A friend of mine yeah. wants to know, is James Conner safe to take? <sighs> and I said, well, I don't have a crystal ball, but, <laughs> but I think he's safe to take. You don't have a crystal ball, but you do have a Chris Carter. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and, if you, and if you listened to me last week, what did I tell you? I was like, okay, maybe take James Conner. But you wanted to be careful about it. But we'll get into that later in our Steelers Yeah. Segment. So that's the way things go. But mm-hmm. that's why... You have checked us out tonight mm-hmm. because we're here to shed the light. Absolutely. Chris has been all day long talking about it. Let's start with who's hot, who's not, and I know Josh Allen is hot. Yeah, Josh Allen for the Bills went ballistic. He was using his legs, he was using his arm, did everything against the Jets. Now, here's the thing. He was playing against the Jets. So that's why I'm a little cautious on this. But it is good to see the young quarterback starting to improve, at least in even beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Like how Pitt beat Austin P. You need to see Josh Allen whooping up on teams like the Jets. He'll be able to he'll be able to bring up, he'll be able to face them again at some point this season. They're also going to get the Dolphins. I think there's going to be, and they actually they play the Dolphins this upcoming weekend. We'll talk about that later. But Josh. Josh Allen absolutely had a very good day for a young quarterback. Good to see him get some things done there. Yeah, better than playing the Jets and not having a good day. Exactly. Do what you have to do. Right. Cam Newton, they changed that offense around up there, and it seems to have paid early dividends. And it it seems to work because they play the Dolphins. And it's funny, I'm doing two AFC East quarterbacks here, and it's so weird to say I'm doing the AFC East with Cam Newton. But – He's, he's a patriot now. And Albie, I'm telling you, man, the way that he was playing, he saw efficiency with his arm. Not throwing it all over the place, but they still – Bill Belichick showed, hey, I'm willing to let this man use his legs. He ran for two touchdowns. He looked efficient with the football in his, in his arm. I like the way that Cam Newton looked. Not saying go out and make him your QB1, but I am saying you might want to stash him as a QB2 if he's, if he's a free agent right now. We'll get into the waiver later. But Newton and Allen, my hot quarterbacks. Yeah, let's talk about a couple hot running backs, starting with Josh Jacobs. Got to do Josh Jacobs from the Raiders. He was a first over. He should have been a first-round pick for you if he wasn't in your league. I picked him first round in one of my leagues, and I won that league this week. So it was, uh, it was actually my locked-on. You're, uh, you're allowed to flaunt that. Come yeah. on. Oh, yeah. I, 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 went, I think I went 3-1 and one in my fantasy leagues this week. Uh, I won this with the one with Josh Jacobs. He went ballistic. I think he led all running backs. With, with overall points this, this week. He was he was over the top. I think he had 31 total. But Malcolm Brown was the surprise one this week that was that caught everyone off guard. The Rams had Cam Akers. They had Daryl Henderson, two guys that they've drafted higher in the in the past two drafts, and neither of them were the running backs that starred. Malcolm Brown scored two touchdowns, was, was, was workable in the air and on the ground. That shows me the Rams are, are very malleable to who's going to be toting the rock for them. They're going to let Jared Goff work out those relationships and see who that is. Malcolm Brown, absolutely a good, hot player right now. All right, a couple wide receivers to talk about. A wide receiver that the Steelers faced, Darius Slayton, caught two touchdowns for the Giants on, on Monday Night Football. The big thing with Slayton is that he's with Daniel Jones. As you know, Daniel Jones, second-year quarterback. He's a guy that's still 
figuring out who he is, who he's best relationships with as far as his targets. You know, he's got Evan Ingram. You know, he's got Sterling Shepard. But Darius Slayton caught the deep pass that went for a touchdown on the Steelers defense and caught the slant that was basically in garbage time for the team. But the fact that he caught those two touchdowns shows me, hey, maybe it's time to pay a little bit more attention to Slayton. Most people will have drafted Slayton. So if he's on your bench, Maybe, maybe flip him to your slot for next week. Just keep an eye on him because he might be popping up soon. Ridley's, not Ripley's, believe it or not, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, the number two receiver for the Falcons in an offense that has a lot of firepower in it because on the other side, everyone still has to pay attention to Julio Jones. And we saw that with the Seattle Seahawks this, this week because, I, and I told y'all, they were going to light up that scoreboard. They certainly did. Russell Wilson went ballistic. He was going to be in my hot, but everyone knows he's Russell Wilson. That's why I included those guys. But Calvin Ridley, number two receiver, he should be on everyone's roster. You should have started him last week. He had over 20 points in fantasy value. All right, a couple guys you would have loved to have started, tight ends, starting with Jordan Aiken. Yeah, Jordan Aiken stepping up really good, but Logan Thomas was a guy. He really stepped up uh, for Washington, and he was able to make some plays for them, put up some decent numbers. Nothing huge because Travis Kelsey was still the number one tight end in football last week. Uh, uh, Greg Kittle was the one that really spot me. He didn't put it on, but I'm, I'm not saying he's not hot yet. I'm going to let him get back together. But these two guys, these are two guys that surprised me in, in the hot department, and that's why I wanted to list their efforts in the tight end position. All right, but for anybody who's hot, there's an equal number of guys who are not. Yes. And I know that Steelers fans and fans in the AFC North are looking at the guy at the top of this not list. Yeah, Baker Mayfield for the Browns. And again, I told you, don't draft Baker Mayfield. If you if you didn't listen to me, you drafted Baker Mayfield and you started him on Sunday, you were feeling the pain. And Everybody the, listens to you. Yeah, they, they better. Right. I, I, don't, I don't know why you don't. It's like you should you should have learned last year on this show. But Baker Mayfield, once again, a horrible day. I think he had like 10 fantasy points, only one touchdown pass, one interception, very low, inefficient numbers. He had he had less than 200 yards passing. That's just horrible. You don't do you, you don't have have that Baker Mayfield is staying away also on top of that and we'll get to, to another target he has down here none of his receivers looked like they were in sync with him uh, Odell Beckham Jr. stunk Jarvis Landry looks like he might be hurt he's day-to-day -day right now just stay away from Baker Mayfield I even run the risk of saying hey if you know if one of those waiver wire quarterbacks is floating around out there I'm, I'm dropping Baker Mayfield and picking up one of them I just I want no parts of this guy right and now. the fact that you have Baker Mayfield and right below him is Drew Brees yes now Drew Brees is not some guy I would just let go of. Right. But he had a rough day against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a game I thought would be more of a shootout. Even though the Saints had a good defense, I was a little iffy about the Buccaneers. Drew Brees struggled, but still start him. Still, still start him moving forward. That's, the, uh, that's your ticket this year. You don't want to have a situation where Drew Brees goes off because he's Drew Brees. He can do that, and you, and you missed on him. Well, uh, we all know Le'Veon Bell had a tough time at it. Oh, he was, he had a real rough day for the Jets. Again, the Jets, just they looked inept. They weren't able to put it all together. And now he's on the injured reserve. At best, he can come back in three weeks. So Le'Veon Bell, I wouldn't say drop him for your team, but he's going to be on your bench for a while. I told you not to draft the guy high, and if he was only, only if he was like really late in your draft. But uh, for all you people that have Le'Veon Bell, you're hurting right now. I tried to tell you to stay away. All right, Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon is a guy, he only had five points in fantasy this week in a week that I really thought would have been the time to shine for him because they were playing the Titans. It was at home. They, they, it was a closed game. It was 
13-16. And Joe Mixon, that's a game where, hey, you give the ball to him to, to let the pressure off your rookie quarterback. They did. They, they, weren't, they tried to do that. It didn't work. He didn't get put up the numbers. All right. Couple wide receivers, including one at the top that I know everybody has been talking about lately. Yeah, absolutely. Odell Beckham Jr., he, he was targeted 10 times, but he only had three catches for 22 yards. Horrible numbers. Didn't look focused. Didn't look in sync with Baker Mayfield. Got things going on off the field. Now they're talking. The Browns are talking about shipping him somewhere. That's always not. That's never a good sign. I'm staying away from Odell Beckham Jr. The number, the other guy, arguably the best receiver in the league. A lot of people are saying it. Michael Thomas. He had a sprained ankle at the end of the game, and he had bad, bad numbers. I'm a little scared, but Michael Thomas still start him. But that's it. All right. Quickly, a couple not so hot tight ends. Blake Jarwin on injured reserve. Austin Hooper didn't do well for the Falcons. Be on watch for that. All right. See, quickly, hot and not. Now you know what to do. Biggest piece of advice, listen to the crystal ball. <laughs> Chris Carter. All right. Back with more of the Cal U Fantasy Football Insider, Albie Oxenrider, Chris Carter, back after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back. It's the Cal U Fantasy Football Insider, Albie Oxenrider, Chris Carter. All kinds of injuries last week for all kinds of teams. Mm -hmm. So this is an opportunity to reload, go to the waiver wire, mm -hmm. and help your roster. Absolutely. You're here to help? Yeah, I'm absolutely here to help. We got There's lots of options always. There's waiver wires always are, are always tricky around this time of year. Uh, it's the beginning of the season. All these new players, you don't know who's who. I'm here to help you find at least two at every major position. Here. All right. Eight names here, including to a quarterback. We're going to start with Gardner Minshew for the Jaguars. They pulled off a major upset over the Colts this past week. Gardner Minshew with three touchdowns. Very impressive on his part on an offense that was really bereft of weapons. They were they were fire sailing everybody. Get rid of Leonard Fournette. Get rid of this guy. Get rid of that guy. Minshew said, you know what? I may be a six-round draft pick, but I'm and I'm a second-year quarterback, but I'm still going to be able to put up numbers. Minshew putting up numbers, that's one of those guys. Like, if you dropped Baker Mayfield, and most likely, if you drafted Baker Mayfield, he's your number two quarterback anyways. All right. But with Gardner Minshew, you could put him in as your number two quarterback and, and might feel a little bit better about yourself if, you know, say you have Drew Brees and you don't want to start him that week you throw it you throw in Gardner Minshew he gets a, t a game like this he did this a couple times last year so really impressive on his part to see those numbers uh, despite uh, the way they lost the game flashes of brilliance for a guy playing his first NFL game Joe Burrow absolutely the first overall pick of the draft Joe Burrow the, uh, the, the guy that, that dominated LSU didn't have a great game against the Titans but that's a decent defense that they were playing and he's a guy that, that that was able to look and I saw a lot of times a lot of the throws he were making they were in the tight windows they were hitting people uh, on the move and he was doing a solid job the problem is of course the Bengals have a lot of things to answer for he did run for a touchdown which was very impressive on a designed quarterback draw that was his one touchdown on the day I think 
as he gets more in sync with his team, he's going to do a little bit better. Not a number one quarterback by any means, but if you're in one of those two QB leagues, he's good for your bench. Or if you just need a second quarterback for your regular one QB leagues, you can put Bur Burrow on your bench, stash him around, and maybe come midseason, Albie, we're talking about this guy putting up much better numbers. I'm sure being a first overall pick, and he has Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green and a few other guys, that he's eventually going to have one of those really good weeks. All right, running back, a couple guys that you think anybody should try to get on their roster. Well, I talked about him in the first second. Malcolm Brown for the Rams, 78 yards, two touchdowns, really impressive performance there. The thing is, again, the Rams are looking for some continuity in that in that offense. Jared Goff is a is a quarterback that doesn't have doesn't have all the weapons that he used to. Todd Gurley's you know with the Falcons right now. Cooper Cup looks like he's going to be signed to a long-term deal. That's that's great. Tyler Higby at tight end, eh, not not a superstar. But the Rams are looking for an identity on the ground. They've been looking for one ever, ever since Sean McVay's been there. Malcolm Brown may not be the ultimate guy, but for right now, the fact that he was able to outperform two higher draft picks at running back. That gives me good signs that I'm willing to invest in him and at least stash him on my bench or maybe even start him in the flex this week. What do you like about Hines? Naheem Hines for the Colts scored two touchdowns, and this was really impressive because the Colts ahead of him were supposed to be two running backs this year. One of, the, you know, one of their top picks in Jonathan Taylor, the guy who led all of college football in rushing last year from Wisconsin, and Marlon Mack. But Marlon Mack had an injury this, this over the weekend. He's out for the season. So now Taylor's going to be your number one back. And Naheem Hines, those two touchdowns he got last week, you're going to see him get more touches for the rest of the season. And Jonathan Taylor, a lot of people were questioning coming into the season. He had a lot of carries. I think he had the most carries over college football uh, You know, of all the players that were coming into this draft class. He had over 900 touches in college football. A lot of people wonder, like, how is that going to play out? Will that, that go some wear and tear when he gets into the NFL? Naheem Hines? Might get the, might get to be able to take advantage of that if he needs a, a week off at some point. Couple wide receivers coming off big performances. Stick sticking with the Colts here. Paris Campbell six catches, 79 yards. They're still working. Philip Rivers in a new system. He's trying to figure out who his favorite receiver is. Paris Campbell had a, had a good had a good game. He's a speedster. I like the way that he runs. I think he's going to get more as he develops as he develops more of a relationship with Philip Rivers. All right, and uh, you know, w w anytime. You're getting in, in this case, it's the it's the receptions and yeah. it's the yards. Yeah, you look for touchdowns too. What do you like about Miller's performance? Anthony Miller for the Bears is a, is a name that nobody was really talking about unless you were in Chicago and, or, or you were like really being a fantasy nerd like I am. But he had a good game. His touchdown catch with with, with Mitch Trubisky. If you're if you're a Bears fan, you're, you probably already have him on your team. But if you're not a Bears fan, he seemed like a guy that Mitch Trubisky might try to might try to rely on in some big moments. The Bears are going to need that from their young quarterback to get through this year. He led a great comeback against the Lions this weekend. So that was impressive. Finally, two tight ends, Bell and Goder. Well, Blake Bell is the guy for, for Dallas because Blake Jarwin uh, is, is on injured reserve now. So he's going to be in for quite some time. Blake Bell, stash him on your roster, see how he does, then play him. But Dallas, Dallas Goddard, I've seen a lot of people not having him on their roster, which is a huge mistake to me. He was a, he was a really good late-round tight end pick. I'm putting him there all day. All right. It's the Fantasy Football Insider. Who do you like, by the way? Who, who would be your top pick out of these? Oh, my, my top pick from these guys, I'd have to go with Malcolm Brown. Just yeah. I, I love my running backs and getting two touchdowns huge. All right. Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. Albie Oxenbauer with Chris Carter, and we're back with more. You think there's no way we could have more we got based it. on what we've already had, but we'll have more right after this. Welcome back to the Cal U Fantasy Football Insider. That's Chris Carter. 
You're Albie Crystal Ball Carter. Yeah. And I'm Albie Oxenbiter. <laughs> That's right. And this particular segment, mm -hmm. Steelers. Yes. This is all this is all for you, Pittsburgh fans. This is all for you. And and listen, there was a lot to digest in that opening game. I kind of looked at this game. The, the, the very first part of the game on Monday night was almost like an exhibition game. It just seemed like there was a lot of rust mm -hmm. falling off. But it got good, and, and there were some good performances. Let's start with Ben. Yeah. I mean, Ben came back into action, and you saw him become Ben Roethlisberger, especially in that two-minute drill. After he knocked, I thought the first thing that was really impressive was when his first touchdown pass. You got an inside blitz. Benny Snell picked it up very well, and then Ben off his back foot just throws a floater for Juju into the, to the, into the pylon. Juju goes and gets it. Then after that, you really saw Ben pick it up in that two-minute drill. He ran for some yards. But the ultimate thing here is that he was efficient. He put up three touchdown passes, finishing the drives, the Steelers capitalizing on all their red zone opportunities. They went from, remember, in 2018, Albie, they were the number one red zone offense. In 2019, when Ben was gone, they were the league's worst red zone offense. Right now, they might be back to being the number one offense again. It would be the most ridiculous flip in three years that we've ever seen. But Ben Roethlisberger led the way. This is Randy Feetner's offense. You saw it really work, uh, really work on Monday night. That's what I'm looking at right here. It's not about him putting up 500 yards anymore. It's about him being efficient, him putting up the touchdowns. Again, I still wouldn't make Ben my QB1, but a QB2 on a, on a team, absolutely with the way that he played last night. Now, again, it was the Giants. This is a team with, there was a team with a secondary that he was supposed to beat up on, but that's also his first time in 365 days to play in a regulation NFL game, and he played like this, that's a good sign moving forward. Absolutely. Opening night, all eyes on him, and, uh, you know, no interceptions. That's, you know. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And I was, I, was, I was thinking, like, okay, when is Ben going to make the big mistake that, that, puts, that hurts his team? And he never did. And because it normally, there's a lot of times they'll have zero interception games where a ball should have been caught for an interception. You really didn't see many of those passes. If it was incomplete, it usually bounced off of a Steeler's hand or it was a, an intentional throwaway um, or it was just he missed the mark, but it wasn't too bad that the, that the Giants really could have capitalized, liked everything I saw from Ben. All right, James Conner. I mean, what can you say except... A little, a little sad face. Yeah, just, just really sad that that, that James Conner is just, you know, he's 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 the guy, he's the guy right now that continues to get hurt. Just got to emphasize those eyes a little bit more for people. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the pit grad that everyone loves, this guy, this guy beat cancer. He's beat things. He just continues to get injured. It's not his fault. He was in the, he was in great shape throughout the offseason. He busted his butt. Mike Tomlin even said the guy looked great in training camp. He was, they, they were so ready for him. And Mike Tomlin even said in his Tuesday press conference that if Connor comes back, he could, he could be the guy. And they're leaving the light on for that to happen. But right now, if you're a fantasy owner, it's really tough to believe in James Connor to produce your numbers. Don't cut him. But do kind of put him on your bench for a little bit. See if he can come back. When he has his next big performance, that's when you can say, okay, Connor's back. Especially when James Connor gets hurt and Benny Snell. Uh, just jumping right in, a solid performance by Snell. Absolutely. Snell comes in, 19 carries, 113 yards, a really good performance from him. He was hitting the holes well. Once the offensive line got going, he was a guy that was able to get downfield, made some people miss a couple times, had a good 30-yard run in the fourth quarter. I love the way that he was able to play. Overall, Benny Snell, good, good, good running back performance. First overall 100-yard uh, game. I like the way that he played. I think that James Conner, if the Steelers really like him moving forward, they're going to try and probably give him a rest this week. It's a short week, Monday night to, sun, to, to Sunday afternoon football. Usually that's tough. So with Benny Snell, I think he's going to get the load this week, and maybe James Conner comes back the week after that. All right. Juju, hey, it's everything you want 
um, especially with the questions that were created last year. I know he was hurt, mm -hmm. and there was also no Ben Roethlisberger throwing to him uh, for most of the season. But Juju really impressed in the opening game. Absolutely. This is what I said. It wasn't a Juju problem last year. It was they had the two guys that would not start on any other team if it wasn't for the fact that the starting quarterback was hurt. Juju Smith-Schuster first performance catches all six targets for 69 nice yards and two touchdown receptions, two big touchdown receptions, by the way. Really liked the way that he, play, he played his game. Also, James Washington at wide receiver, only two catches for, you know, for, for about, like I think it was like 30-ish yards. But that touchdown, Alvy, that was a highlight of the week type of touchdown touchdown the way he dove for the goal line was stuffed caught himself with his just his legs and powered his way into the end zone that's great core strength and great leg strength that's going to also be something that Ben Roethlisberger remembers all right and those other things that happened going back to Juju jumping in and getting that loose ball yeah and in the case of Deontay Johnson coming back after the muff punt uh, they were looking they were looking his way a lot of last night. He led the team with 10, 10 targets. That shows to me that Ben Roethlisberger trusts him to get open more often. I'm seeing 10 targets, only six catches, not as many yards as Juju and no touchdowns. But those 10 targets say if you have Deontay Johnson, don't abandon him just yet. Chase Claypool also had a, had, had a big had a couple big catches in the game like that. Eric Ebron in the tight ends, though, not a lot of production. Ebron only had 18 yards and McDonald, nothing from him tight end position a little murky right now fantasy wise yeah and and interestingly enough in that first game because everybody talked about that one two punch at tight end they didn't even use it didn't even use it all right we're back with who to start in our final segment Chris Carter Albie Oxenrider Cal U fantasy football insider back with our final thoughts right after this Welcome to our final moments here. It's mm -hmm. the Cal U Fantasy Football Insider, Albie Oxenrider, Crystal Ball Carter. Who do you start? Who do you sit? Well, you know what? This is not a question that you take lightly. I mean, this is, no. this is what makes or break everybody's team in week two. Let's start with who you're recommending to start. I see at the top. Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton's going on the road to Seattle, east coast to west coast, which is usually a bad thing, but the Seahawks gave up quite a few points to Matt Ryan last week with the Atlanta Falcons. I see I mean, Cam Newton being efficient in this offense again. He, I, I think the Patriots, they might have to put up some points against Russell Wilson. He, he, he was the number one quarterback last week. Cam Newton, I would start him this week if he's your number two quarterback and you don't have a premier number one. Cam, Jimmy G on the road at the Jets. Anytime I'm playing the Jets, if I got someone on <laughs> offense, I'm starting them just because the Jets are horrible. But Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, their quarterback, I think this is a really good matchup for him. They're going to they're gonna be able to run the ball a little bit, and I think off of that, the Niners are going to try and do some play fake and hit them, hit them, hit them deep and over, over the top. I think Jimmy G connects with Brandon Ayuk a couple times. Running back Taylor's home with the Vikes. We got Jonathan Taylor. You heard me talking about him. This is the guy from Wisconsin who led, led the led college football in rushing when he, when he finished. Uh, but this is a guy versus Minnesota. Minnesota gave up 158 yards last week to the Packers. So with Jonathan Taylor coming in behind Quentin Nelson, he didn't do great last week. But this is a week I think they're going to try and get him the ball a lot more times. Jonathan Taylor, absolutely a start this week, at least at running back two or flex. Who else do you like at running back? Sneaky play here. Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber for, for the Washington football team. Still weird to say that, but I think it's, better, it's a better name. Um, but still, at the Cardinals, 
He got two. He's not your premier back because they got Antonio Gibson, but he got two red zone touchdowns last week. He looks like he's the guy when they get in the red zone, instead of putting the weight on Dwayne Haskins hands, they're going to put in this guy and Peyton Barber is going to be a touchdown, a touchdown maker for them. So with that, you get him stash on your bench. If he's on your bench right now, play him in that flex spot. He might get you some clutch plays against Arizona, whose defense is still figuring things out, but they're coming off a big win against the Niners. Wide receiver, couple guys, uh, one on the road to Green Bay, the other at home with the Indy Colts. Absolutely, Kenny Galladay, uh, you know, one of the, one of the top receivers for for the Lions. Matt Stafford, where they would put up some numbers last week. The Packers, they're going to have to put up numbers to keep up with those guys. I see Galladay at Green Bay as a good start. All right, and Campbell's home with Indy. Paris, Paris Campbell, I, I, I like I like him a lot. He's going to be able to do a lot. He's a, he's a, he's a speed their speedster. Again, Philip Rivers connecting with them. I think that's going to be a good stop. Tight end. Got Greg Nolson. Greg Olson, you remember that name for the Panthers back in the Cam Newton days? He's going up against his buddy Cam Newton across the field because Cam Newton's a Patriot. Well, they're at home against the Patriots. And what? where, where do you target the Patriots? You target them away from Stephon Gilmore in the middle of the field. Olson put up a touchdown last week. Looked pretty good. I see Russell Wilson connecting with him a few more times this game. All right. And uh, Smith home with the Jaguars. Yes. We got Jonu Smith with the Titans against the Jaguars. I see this as a chance, again, focus on the interior of the field. Jaguars, I think they had a good win last week, but Ryan Tannehill, he's going to try and pick them apart across the middle, run some play action, and when you run play action, the tight ends often get open. Jonu Smith could be that guy. You like that Steelers defense against the Broncos? Oh, absolutely. This is my play of the week right here. Just start the Steelers. I think Drew Locke's in for a rude awakening. He, he, was the, he lost really closely to the Titans last week. Now the Steelers, they don't have to worry about a Saquon Barkley. Now they're going to rush the passer a lot more this week. I see rough things in their future. I don't have the crystal ball, but I'm liking what you're saying there. I believe that as well. San Francisco at the Jets. Yeah, just again, Jets always bad news in fantasy this year. The, the Niners defense, they're mad about last week. They're going to take it out on the Jets. It's going to be rough for them. Carson Wentz, well, you're sitting him down after that opening week loss for the Eagles. Yeah, that was really embarrassing for them, and they're play facing the Rams, who had a big win over the team that I thought would be the best in the NFC East last year. Um, he's at home, but uh, I'm really worried about Wentz. I'm seeing the Rams. Aaron Donald, Pitt superstar, he's going he's gonna to be working against them, disrupting that offensive line, and that offensive line for the Eagles, they're real beat up. Did you see, Albie, there was a play where Aaron Donald threw two linemen into each other and then hit it through another one into Dak Prescott? I'm afraid that Carson Wentz is going to run into the big problem that is 9-9, the best defensive player in football. Big road trip for the Broncos coming across the country, and you want to sit lock. Absolutely. I lock. I'm, you know, I like him as a young quarterback. I think he's going to have go, go some places, but not against the Steelers. All right. You also want to sit Singletary. We're going to running back now. Yeah, Devin Singletary, not a great week last week. The Dolphins did give up a, rush, a lot of rushing yards, but Zach Moss is there with the Bills. I'm just not solid with him. As well as Howard. Yeah, and it's the same game on the flip side. Jordan Howard, not a great game last week. Buffalo Bills have a good defense. I'm a little worried about that. All right, to wide receiver. Rob, Robbie Anderson, normally I'd say great, but the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just shut down Michael Thomas and Drew Brees. Robbie Anderson going to be working with, working with Teddy Bridgewater with the Panthers. I'm nervous about that. Stay away. All right, Metcalf. DK Metcalf, he's going to be followed by Stephon Gilmore and the Patriots. That's a no. Stay away from the young man. He's going up against the defensive player of the year last year. A couple tight ends are sitting, including Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron, the Justin Simmons, and, and the Broncos have good tight ends. Darren Waller, they're going up against the Saints. They have Malcolm Jenkins. Good defense in the middle of the field. All right, quickly, defense. Chargers never put a stardom against Mahomes. Dallas going up against the Falcons. I see Matt Ryan, a former MVP, putting up the points. Chris, as always, thank you. Thank you. He's got the crystal ball. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. That's the Cal U Fantasy Football Insider. Good luck. We'll see you next week.